You are listening to the Young Culture Podcast, where young adults from all backgrounds and experiences share their ideas and opinions. Thank you for listening in. My name is Vanita, and I have Kelsey here with me. Kelsey, you want to say hey? Hi. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited because this is something like different from the other ones that I've done, and I feel like this is something that I've always been interested in, but I know that society still kind of gets a little iffy to talk about it. So I think it's really cool to have you on. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do and what it means? Yeah, of course. Well, first and foremost, thank you again for having me on. I'm super excited. I'm excited. I'm the first like clairvoyant medium on your podcast. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, So I am a clairvoyant medium and I take a trauma-informed approach to my readings. Um, I actually had started my business a little over a year ago. I just started it in December of 2018. Um, And the whole reason I started it was because I had become very, very chronically sick um, from toxic mold actually, and a few other health issues as well. And I wanted to find a way to help people so they never had to suffer as badly as I once had. Because I knew when I was going through that, um, I always knew that I had my gifts. But even when I was going through that, I knew that I had a way of picking up just everything with people. Like I was able to hear things, feel things, feel people's physical pain on my body, see visions of their past, present, future. And before I started my business, I would help friends unintentionally, uh, friends, ex-boyfriends, whoever, um, by picking up these things. And I I started to kind of like catch on and notice a trend here that I was really able to help everybody on a pretty deep level. Um, And so last year when I, well, technically two years ago now, but it's 2020 because I started in December 2018, but I always forget that. <laughs> I know. Right. So when I first started it, um, at first it was kind of just like, um, you know, kind of experimenting and things like that and whatnot. And I remember I kept telling, um, the guy I was like dating at the time, like, I'm going to turn this into a full-time business. And he was kind of like, yeah, right. You're crazy. Good luck. And I did. Um, so, and I think for me, it's because I'm just so passionate about helping people in general. And I was so, so passionate about it when I started this. So, so passionate. And I still am. I mean, I truly love helping people. Um, and I know what it's like to suffer on a very, very deep level where nobody, nobody else understands with regard to health issues, mental health, trauma, all that, because I lived it myself. Um, so really just taking my experience and what I've been through and using my gifts to help other people was really just what I did. Um, and I, you know, I run my business online all through Instagram. Um, and I've really just been able to kind of grow it pretty quickly through kind of more so through word of mouth, I would say, like I'll read one person and they'll refer me to like their friends or family or their whole office or coworkers, which is really cool actually. Um, so I'm super grateful. I'm, I'm very blessed to have my gifts that I have and I'm very, very grateful for this. It's, it's turned out really, really well. And, um, I love, you know, the community that I've built with my clients as well, because I've been able to help so many people in so many different countries and really we're kind of like each other's support system as well. So it's turned out really, really well in that aspect. So, oh yeah, I could imagine that it's just as fulfilling for you as it is for the clients that you help. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It really is. And and I think for me personally, I know um, I kind of always searched for a support system my whole life that I never had. And I, I never in a million years thought, even with the gifts that I have, <laughs> never mm-hmm. thought that my business would bring that to me. And it has. So all my clients have, you know, were really 
each other's support systems and they've all been so great. So yeah. That's awesome. So um, you were saying that you're a clairvoyant and a medium. Yes. What is the difference between that and like a psychic? So clairvoyant is a, it's the same thing as psychic. It's just basically a fancy word for psychic. Mm-hmm. Um, but clairvoyance, it, but it also does mean clairvoyant. Um, it means like seeing visions of things. So, mm-hmm. and medium means that you can communicate with deceased loved ones. So um, I have both abilities. Um, I am clairvoyant, meaning I can see visions. I'm clairaudient, meaning that I hear messages. And I'm clairsentient meaning that I can feel people's physical pain on my body. Oh, um, that's what that means. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets a little confusing. Um, but also, too, I'm also, and I, I really don't know what to call this because um, I I kind of, I'm the only one that I've seen who has this gift, so I don't know what to call it, but I'm also <laughs> able to pick up mold in buildings I've never seen down right. to the exact yeah, strain yeah. and location, so I don't know what to call that. Yeah, and I'm going to get into that, too, later. Yeah, 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 for sure. But to answer um, the question, uh, clairvoyance is just seeing visions of things. And for me, it's past, present, and future. And the mediumship is being able to communicate uh, with the dead. So so cool. Um, so you were saying earlier that you have these gifts, and then which later turned on to a business. So when did you start realizing that you were able to like tap into this? And like, how did that affect your life before starting the business? Oh, that's a really good question. So I... I always knew I was different growing up. Um, uh, when I was seven, eight years old, I would get really, really, really vivid dreams of things that would happen like in the dream. And then they would happen identical in real life, but it would take a few months. It would be like, it would usually be about three months after, but whatever I dreamt ended up happening and I started to see this trend. So then when I was 13, when I was 13 was when I got my very first vision ever, like outside of a dream. And I had come home from school one day and my sister had stayed home from school that day because she was sick. And this, mind you, this was before, you know, Facebook came out, before Instagram came out. I think MySpace was around back then, but I didn't even have a MySpace Mm -hmm. back then. And um, she had like a boy over the house and she's like, don't tell mom and dad, da, da, da. And so anyway, I had no clue what this guy looked like. Didn't even know his name, nothing. I knew nothing about him because he left before I got there. And I remember saying... I remember literally describing him down to a T, like what he looked like, his hair color, his eye color, his height, everything he had on down to the color, down to the brand, everything. And I just remember her being like, oh my God, how did you know that? And I was like, I don't know. It just like randomly came to me. (laughs) And so uh, from there, it just got like, that was the first time I ever got my very first clairvoyant vision. And then from there, it just got stronger and stronger. And then when I was like 21, 22, it started to get a little bit stronger Um, I would pick up things with my other sister and like um, just certain situations with uh, her that were always spot on accurate. And then once I went through tons and tons of health issues from cancer to mold illness, all that, um, I, my gifts just got stronger as I was going through all of that, which was really interesting, but it was really truly a blessing in disguise. So um, I think when I was, you know, going through the, my rock bottom, my lowest of low, when I was literally deathly sick from both cancer in the past and a few years ago, and mold uh, toxicity was when I realized, like, I can actually really tap into this and help people through this. Um, and it just got stronger and stronger and stronger to the point of where I could no longer ignore it. 
and I could no longer not help people. Like I felt like I was just kind of doing a disservice to myself and to other people by not helping them through my gifts at that point, because they had become so strong Mm -hmm. to the point of where I was able, I would text friends and I would pick up things that I had no way of knowing. And they'd be like, Oh my God, I have chills. Like, how do you know this? And da da. And so really that was it. And, um, to answer your question, I believe you asked how does, how does it affect my life? Um, I would say it's, it's, I don't know, it's difficult to explain. So when I'm doing my readings, I like transcend into a different dimension. Um, and I'm like in spirit mode, if that makes sense, which I was telling you a little bit earlier. And, uh, so like, I get really, really high energy. Um, I'm channeling energy in general. And so every time after I finish a reading, I'm always like super, super high energy because I'm channeling so much energy and I'm communicating with, you know, my spirit guides, my angels, um, and things of that nature for, to get the messages for the reading. And then sometimes I have to like remind myself when I go out in public, like, okay, I'm, I'm now like, you know, I'm still a human and I, I'm out in the reality now and out in the real world. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. Sometimes I actually will forget to like turn that off when I go out in public. And there is a huge difference between like being out in reality and the earth plane versus like the spiritual plane. Yeah. Uh, and why I ask is because, okay, I watch a lot of reality TV and then, um, so I watch Long Island Medium here and there. Oh, and then- okay. In her thing, like, it shows how she gets, like, messages, like, all the time. Like, and then she had this episode. She's like, oh, what would happen if I just didn't turn it off kind of thing? So, right. yeah. So, I just, like, so does it happen when you're out, like, or does have you gotten into, like, a good groove of, like, kind of separating? So, that's a really good question. Um, I, You know, I've actually never watched Long Island Medium, sadly. I've seen her on, like, YouTube, but I've never watched her actual show because I actually don't even know what channel it comes on. But anyway, I, um... So, like, I still get messages while I'm out in public and stuff. Like, if I'm standing in line at, like, Starbucks or something, I'll pick up everything from the people that are around me. But I try to kind of, like, protect myself before I go out in public every day through doing, like, chakra meditations and protecting and grounding my energy and disconnecting from other people's energy. So that way it doesn't drain me and affect me as badly. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do still pick up everywhere I go out in public on a daily basis. However, I can't. I wouldn't say I can't be in large crowds. I just choose not to be because I just absorb so much from people around me. I mean, I've gotten really good at protecting and grounding my energy now. So that way it doesn't affect me as badly. But um, I kind of like I avoid going to like concerts and bars and stuff for that reason, just because it's um, I don't drink. But if I like go to a bar and I'm around a big crowd of people, I'll wake up the next morning feeling extremely hungover because I absorb so much energy from like every person around me, if that makes sense. Um, and because I'm like picking up everything from every person around me, I'm like hearing and feeling and seeing literally everything from the argument they got in with their spouse that morning to like what they ate to like names, like everything starts to come through and I get like these intense downloads. Yeah. So it's kind of like, um, I'm trying to think of a good example to give, but I really don't know what example to give, to be honest, but, (laughs) um, (laughs) Yeah, so for me, just, you know, protecting, grounding, and disconnecting energy has become so vital for me. I have to do it every day because if not, I will become physically sick or just extremely overwhelmed. So. Yeah, I could totally imagine that. And how do you, like, what's your self-care routine? Because like you're saying, like, it could become really draining. Um, that's a really good question. So self-care for me, it used to just be like, oh, I'll take an Epsom salt bath, do some yoga, whatever. Now I'm much more like intense about it because I have to be. 
Um, I, I learned that <laughs> throughout the year and a half I've been in business. Um, so now I go out in nature a lot. I love being in nature. Love it. Um, I am obsessed with nature. I'm like, I have a very like hippie soul, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> a very like nature girl, which I think a lot of people don't know about me, but, um, Unfortunately, there's no, like, I love mountains. There's no real mountains here in Texas, but I find, like, pretty cool trails. And, you know, every time I'm on the trails, um, there's this specific bobcat that comes out every time. And I really think that's, like, become my spirit animal, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I know. It's super cool. So, anyway, um, nature, without a doubt, I try to go at least twice a week. Um, I need to start going every day to be honest. Um, but it's helped me a lot because nature helps ground me. And when I'm in nature, I just literally transcend into a totally different dimension and I just feel so at home and at peace. So I do a lot of nature, um, yoga, meditation, the chakra meditations, Epsom salt baths. Sometimes I cycle, but I would say the number one thing for me is just nature. Honestly, if you can like, and for anybody who's listening, who is an empath, which by the way, for the listeners, if you're not sure what an empath is, it's um, anybody who is extremely highly sensitive to energy and can pick up things from people. Um, so like you are an empath as well. Um, and it's very, very common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I would say for all of us empaths, if you can find something that like where you can get away from the noise and the hustle and bustle of just everyday life and society, for me, that's nature. Um, whatever that may be for you, whether that's like, you know, swimming in a pool, going to a sauna, whatever the case may be, try to implement that in your daily routine for at least, even if it's 20, 30 minutes, um, because it truly makes the biggest difference because for us empaths, all of us empaths, we are like sponges. We absorb energy from people on a daily basis. And if we're not disconnecting from that energy or we're not grounding our energy, it's going to make us physically sick. Um, and it's a super common thing that I see every single day during my readings. And I'm speaking from experience as well. Um, you know, if you look at the word disease, it's broken up into dis-ease in the body. And a lot of times it's from something that we've absorbed from somebody else. Um, and a lot of times too, another common thing I see with us empaths is, you know, we'll be in a great mood and then we'll hang out with someone or go to work and have like a toxic coworker, for instance, and just feel so energetically drained. Oh, I feel that. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> to the point of where like, we can't even like, we'll come home and we can't get anything done. Like we have like this whole list of things we wanted to get done and we can't because we're so drained. And then we kind of fall into this trap of like, um, you know, just feeling guilty of like, oh, I didn't get this done. I didn't get that done. Because, you know, empaths were also people pleasers. So, you know, or, oh, I felt like I let down so-and-so or I let down myself, whatever the case may be. And so that's why, like, during my readings, I'm so big on teaching empowerment versus codependency. I'm huge on empowerment, A. And B, I'm also huge on teaching uh, really helpful methods with, like, sh um, how to protect ground and disconnect energy and chakra meditations um, and inner child work as well. Oh, yes. I love that. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, why do you think it's important to work on your trauma in like the work that you do? It's so important um, because I think a lot of times. So here's the thing. In my own personal opinion, I personally believe every single person has been through some level of trauma, whether that's, you know, financial trauma, sexual trauma, physical, emotional, verbal, whatever the case may be. And that can range anywhere from, in my own personal opinion at least, 
Um, that can range anywhere from like, you know, a bad breakup to maybe, you know, the death of a loved one to a car accident to getting laid off at work, whatever the case may be. We've all dealt with trauma on some level, whether that's very minute and small or very, very, you know, on a larger scale. Um, but I think in my own opinion, I personally believe that, um, the medical community kind of dismisses trauma and for what it actually is. They'll just say like, Oh, you have anxiety or, Oh, you have this or that. And they'll just prescribe and push pills. But a lot of times it's like, no, that's actually unresolved trauma that Mm -hmm. we were never taught how to work through. We were never taught how to cope with that because we don't learn that in high school or college. Uh, We don't, you know, it's just not something that's widely accepted, unfortunately. So I think it's super important because a lot of times if we don't work through any past traumas, they're going to end up manifesting into our reality. And it's a super common thing I see with clients that come to me all the time and say, Kelsey, I, I try to manifest and I just can't manifest what I want to manifest. And a lot of times it's because they're holding on subconsciously to this like deeply, deeply, deeply rooted trauma from years ago, even if it's back from childhood and it's a subconscious thought process and belief that's preventing them and physically like blocking them from manifesting what they want. And I hear it every day. It's like, Oh, well, you know, I'm, I try to manifest or it's either not happening or it's taking like six months to happen. Like, what am I doing wrong? And then they try to, or they start to feel you know, down on themselves. And there's no reason to feel down on yourself for that. I just think it's something that's not mentioned enough. And I think we see a lot of people talking about manifestation here in the social media space. Um, But I think, you know, everybody kind of has their own approach to it. But I, and this is in no way, shape or form to, you know, disregard anybody who does talk about manifestation. Uh, I just personally believe you've got to remove those trauma blocks in order to manifest what you want into existence or else it's still going to be the subconscious thought pattern of, you know, I'm not good enough or, you know, I can't make X amount because of what your parents instilled in you growing up and things of that nature. And it'll always block the manifestation. If that makes sense. Totally believe that. And then like even in, in more simpler terms, like you can't be in a healthy relationship if you haven't like undone some of the issues that from your childhood so yeah no I, I totally believe that and I think you're right I am um, even things that I see online um about manifestation and like they're they're valuable information but it, it almost feeds into that Instagram mentality of the quick fix like the gratification like just write something down in a journal and it's going to come to life Right. And that's just to me. Um, I so I do tell my clients to do that. But I, I usually say to do that, like, after the reading. Mm-hmm. Um, so because that actually that does work. However, um, it only works if you're also putting in the work as well. It's not exactly gonna- exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of times people can fall into believing that one step versus the big picture kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that totally makes sense. And I think it's really cool that you bring the trauma piece because I mean, I've um, I've been to readings before and I've talked to people and I think people maybe on the outside that haven't tried it out yet, they just see that it's someone who kind of predicts your future. Right. But you kind of dig deep into your uh, like past and your present and it, things do come up about what you could work on and what are blocking you. And I think those parts for me when I I give advice to people about readings too and I'm like forget about 
what they say about the future, like that's that's still good to keep in mind, but really take in the messages of what they're saying for now, like the, the like the the big themes and like what to work on and stuff like that. I'm like that part is so valuable. Yes. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think for me, I actually pick up more past than I do future. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure why, but I, I think it's great because it's really, that's really what helps me um, kind of cultivate this concept of, you know, taking the trauma-informed approach and really to changing the trajectory of how us psychics are viewed. <laughs> yeah. Um, because for me, I just, I pick up way more past than I do future. I mean, I still pick up future, but it's just always more past. But I think it's it's so much more introspective to pick up more past. And it helps the clients so much more, in my own personal opinion, just from what I've seen. Because when we're going back through the past stuff, and then I reconnected at the end of the reading to each chakra blockage and why it's blocked because of those past traumas and how we're going to unblock it and how... I'm going to teach them to empower themselves to unblock it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I think that's really important because that, like you were saying earlier, you kind of, it's like uh, building that foundation for the future. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so important. And I think a lot of times there's just, you know, before I began doing readings, I would get a lot of readings done and I never had anybody who did the type of readings that I do. It was just more so like they would predict the future. And that was that there was no like, you know, I'm going to, teach you how to like empower yourself or heal yourself as well. Or I'm going to give you some helpful tools. It was just like, you know, just the reading and, um, I looking back and this is in no way, shape or form to like disrespect any other psychics, but I just, I don't know. I, I always kind of felt like, why is it just the reading? Like, why is there not more to it? And I really wanted to change the trajectory and be like, you know, the one that kind of stands out and be different of the approach that I take to my reading. So 100%. I I think that's really great. And I think that's great for people to hear that are interested in it, but might only see it from a one dimensional perspective. So I think that's really cool. And you were talking about earlier that you suffered um, illness because of mold. And I haven't ever heard that before until I talked to you. So why don't you tell us more about that? Yeah, of course. Um, so I lived in an apartment in the Washington, D.C. metro area for six years. And uh, while I lived there, I would constantly get before. Well, prior to moving into that apartment, I never had a single health issue. I was fine. Um, and then throughout my duration of living there, I would have so many health issues. I mean, I literally in a six year span, I developed cancer twice. I had skin cancer in 2014, breast cancer in 2017. I was diagnosed with four different autoimmune diseases. Uh, My hair would fall out in clumps. My eyes were like constantly red. I developed this terrible cystic acne. My weight would fluctuate so badly. Um, I was like skin and bones. I couldn't keep weight on. My weight would go from like healthy looking one day to like the next week, like I would look like skin and bones and there was nothing that I had changed in my diet. Um, I would get chronic sinus infections. My lungs had collapsed two times and Mm -hmm. I developed pneumonia and all these health issues, skin rashes, skin itching, uh, terrible vertigo so bad to where I couldn't walk, fatigue. Um, My fatigue had become so bad to where I could only get out of bed to get up and go pee and that was it. Um, joint pain, numbness and tingling in my arms and legs to where my legs had actually become completely paralyzed and I couldn't walk for a good two days at one point. 
Um, so it was really terrifying and really, I kept going to like, I kept going to so many Western medicine doctors and just to preface, this is in no way, shape or form to like disrespect anybody who works in the Western medicine community. Um, I, however, unfortunately did not have, um, a great experience with them, but this is not to disrespect anyone who works in that community. Um, it just, me personally did not work out in my favor. Um, but I, I was going to all these Western medicine doctors and they don't, they don't have any knowledge on how to treat mold illness because of what they're taught in medical school. That's just not part of their curriculum. So uh, the majority of them don't believe that it's a real thing. Um, and it's very unfortunate because there's a lot of people such as myself who search for years and years and years for answers and they can't find answers. Um, I know six years sounds like a long time, but it's actually pretty good because there's other people I've seen who, um, you know, have gone 10, maybe 20 plus years with no answers still because they don't know, they don't realize that it's mold illness. So I ended up finding, um, a doctor who specialized in it, but she was Eastern medicine based, like holistic based practitioner. Um, now not for the listeners, not all holistic based practitioners specialize in mold illness. Um, you have to find the ones that are shoemaker certified. That's the name of it. There's only, I think, 52 of them in the United States. I'm not sure if there's any in Canada, but um, I'm located in the United States for the listeners. But um, for me, it was, oh, it was just such a daunting, terrible illness. And I see it so often now. I see it because I'm able to pick up people's physical pain on my body and their health symptoms. I see it weekly in my readings now, literally weekly of clients being like, you know, I've I've tried to find answers. I don't know what's going on with my health and da da. And because I'm able to locate the exact strain of mold and where it's located in buildings I've never seen, and I'm able to locate leaks as well, it's always mold every single time. It's always mold or heavy metal toxicity, um, or usually a mixture of the two. A lot of people, too, um, have like, you know, fillings in their teeth that are like the metal ones. and that causes it as well. Oh but my gosh, I have the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super common and people realize it because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think this might be mercury. I could be wrong, but I oh, know that they goodness. do affect. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Health really badly as well. And it takes, you know, years for them to actually start affecting health. But um, it's just a super common thing. And I, you know, I think it's getting a little bit more widely accepted and recognized here in the United States. Um, it is a little bit more now. Um, I'm not sure about Canada, but I have seen a very, very large, significant increase in Canadian clients who have this and in other countries as well, because I do have a lot of clients in other countries. Um, but you know, for the listeners, if you think you may have this illness, there's a lot of toxic mold support groups you can join on Facebook. I'm a part of like, um, and those are, those are pretty helpful for kind of like seeing like, oh, okay, well, I have all the same symptoms as these people do. Maybe I should go see like a doctor who specializes in this and, you know, figure out what's wrong and things of that nature. But yeah, it, it was definitely life altering, life changing for me, but, um, you know, it led me to where I am today, to what I'm doing now. Um, so I'm grateful looking back, but it definitely, uh, forced me to hit rock bottom and kind of stripped me of everything. Um, so again, for the listeners, if you think you may be suffering from this, um, you know, please know you're not alone and you're not crazy. Um, if you've been to like multiple Western medicine doctors and still can't find answers and you've been diagnosed with different autoimmune diseases like I was, 
just know that you're not alone because it's a very common thing. And I think a lot of times too, with a lot of autoimmune diseases, um, they're more so blanket terms that Western medicine doctors give when they can't actually find the root cause. Because a lot of times if you ask a Western medicine doctor, hey, what causes autoimmune diseases? They'll always say there's no known cause or most of the time. And a lot of times it's like, no, actually there is a known cause. <laughs> it's usually mold or heavy metals, diet, stress. And for me, it was all four, but the majority of it was mold. So it's, it's just a super common thing, unfortunately. I believe it. I like just because of personal um, personal things with um, doctors in my family, myself. So I've just taken a personal interest on <laughs> understanding like and reading between the lines and stuff like that and I, I totally agree and like a, another common one is like any kind of hormone imbalances it's like oh it's a birth control solution like stuff yeah. like that so I do see value in questioning and um, even yeah for people who are listening if you like you yourself know your body the best and if you feel yeah. like there is something that needs to be questioned and investigated more. Some people get a little scared and think, oh, because the doctor said something, you kind of have to roll with it. But doctors are humans too. Doctors make mistakes as well. And it's it's worth advocating for yourself. It's really important to keep pushing and don't be scared just because there's an authoritative figure that's telling you otherwise. Yes, and I love that. That's so important because I think a lot of times when doctors do diagnose us with certain things, we think like it's a death sentence or we think like, you know, we can't, we just have to take a pill for the rest of our lives or whatever uh, the case may be or whatever we were told. Um, but that's not the case. You can actually, like for me, I was diagnosed with Lyme disease, chronic inflammatory response syndrome, Meniere's disease, which is a vestibular disorder. It's like really bad vertigo and stuff. And I was also diagnosed with lupus. And to be honest, I only identify with two of those now because I don't believe that I ever actually had the other two. I think they were just mold illness. And they, you know, I was told like, oh, you're gonna have to be on medicine for the rest of your life and da da, da and this and that. And um, no, I just, I got out of mold, I detoxed, I changed my diet completely. And I, I just, I personally just don't agree with the approach that a lot of Western medicine doctors take because they just, you know, they don't treat the body as a whole. It's more so like, oh, take a pill and, you know, just take pills for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And that's just not, realistic um and because a lot of times it's like you know you'll start on this one pill a year later you have symptoms from that and now you have to take another and it just turns 100%. into a domino effect yeah and, and it's um, um oh i'm sorry what sorry no i was gonna say a lot of times they come from like a treatment perspective when we should also be focusing on like a preventative perspective as well yeah Mm -hmm. definitely yeah i'm sorry for interrupting you but oh, okay. um, no i totally agree with that for sure because it's um, you know, everything ties into health, the diet, especially I know for me, when I had changed my diet to, I cut out all gluten and dairy, um, was when I began healing, um, and detoxing every day, just staying active every day. Even if you can only for the listeners, get outside and walk for even just 30 minutes per day, do it, you know, get, get your lymph nodes, detox, get your body moving, get the toxins out, do whatever you need to do. Go sit in a sauna, go, I don't, whatever you can do, even if it's like walking around your neighborhood for 20, 30 minutes per day, just like the simplest things, they, they all really add up and make the biggest difference. Um, and no, I totally agree with that because a lot of times too, it's, you know, a pill isn't going to fix everything because that's not treating the body as a whole. You really have to look at the body as a whole and think like energetically from an energetic perspective, what's going on. And also from like a trauma perspective and 
um, you know, physical health perspective, it's all tied into each other. So, yeah. Yes. Definitely. 100%. And I'm like, I'm, you know, I, I didn't know all the stuff about you. And I'm like, so just so happy and proud that you're able to find, um, find some peace in it and find some gratitude and can pass it forward to other people. I think it's really cool. And um, I have some questions that I received. I was wondering if you would be able to answer them. Yeah, definitely. And thank you for what you just said as well. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I think it's really great. Um, so one of the questions that I had was uh, someone's curious to go for a reading and try it out, but they're not really sure what kind of like things they should be looking for and also looking out for like, as in like, maybe it's not a good idea. So if you had some like general guidelines for someone who's interested in doing a reading. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a great question. Um, so for me, I always tell people to, me personally, I tell all my clients this, to try to go into it with no expectations because uh, whoever is reading you cannot control what messages come through. And I think a lot of times people assume that they can. Um, and, you know, if you go into it with an open mind and no expectations, I think you'll you'll be okay for the most part because, um, you know, again, we can't control what messages come through, but also too, I think sometimes, um, you know, I've had times during readings where people from like 10, 15 years ago came through and the person's like, why are they coming through? I haven't spoken to them in like 10, 15 years. And, um, usually it's just because of, there's a certain specific message that needs to be communicated to them or vice versa, whatever the case may be. Um, and whatever messages, your guides and angels feel like you need to receive and know at that time is what they're going to communicate to me to communicate to you, if that makes sense. And also too, I would say, um, what to look for in a reading. Um, I guess it's kind of ask yourself, why do you feel you need the reading in the first place? Or like, are you looking like for me personally, I do my readings cause I help people find clarity and peace and purpose. And, um, you know, I would say, it's in my Instagram bio. I say I help people find clarity, peace, and purpose because I do because that was like all my reviews and testimonials I have. Those were the main things all my clients would say when they would leave me reviews. They would say she helped me find so much clarity and peace and purpose, which is great. Um, but I think ask yourself before you try to get a reading done, you know, why am I having this done? Is it because I'm looking for clarity, peace, and purpose, which is great? Or is it because I'm like, you know, trying to find out if my boyfriend's cheating on me or something, <laughs> you know, so, um, whatever the case may be, but also too, if, um, if you are skeptical and want to look out for red flags, I would say, um, me personally, I don't, and this is no disrespect toward anybody who uses cards, but I personally don't use any cards during my readings. Um, I don't know if that's considered a red flag. It is to me. But um, I don't think it's a considered a red flag in general, but it, is, it kind of is to me. Um, and, you know, I, I may get some backlash for saying this, <laughs> but I'm just speaking my truth. Mm. Um, I actually don't even know how to use tarot cards. I've never owned a deck in my life. I have no clue how. I have an Oracle deck that my friend got me for my birthday last year, but I'll use those occasionally sometimes if I need more clarity on something regarding myself personally, but I will never use them during my readings um, just because I just don't feel the need to rely off of a card to pick up what I need to pick up. Um, I'm very confident in my abilities and my gifts, and I know that I'm able to pick up stuff without cards. Um, and I personally just feel like if someone needs to use tarot cards during a reading, I think it's, it's kind of like, a, um, 
like a security blanket in a way, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, and to me, it personally, I believe personally that it's almost like they're not trusting their intuition enough to do a reading without them. Um, and for the listeners, you know, I'm sorry if that comes off as harsh to anybody else who does readings. Definitely not my intention, but uh, I don't know. I, you know, I personally won't go to anyone who uses cards, but also to, you know, if you're new to this and you are looking for red flags, just anyone who talks about like dark energy or spells, like I don't do any of that. I'm very against that. So yeah, those are definite red flags to look out for. So. Oh yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. That's really informative. Yeah, no, I think those are good things to look out for when you're looking into doing this kind of stuff. And I was wondering if it was possible to do like a little few minutes on me, if that's okay. Yeah, 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 of course. I didn't really prepare for this though, but we'll, we'll do it on the fly for like a few minutes. <laughs> okay, sure. That totally works. Okay. So let's see. Um, and for the listeners, um, just to preface the way that I do my readings, again, I don't use cards. I do what's called automatic writing. So the pen is guided by my spirit guides, my angels, and the pen will move on its own. Um, but typically what I do before I begin every reading is I meditate. Um, and that's where I get like my downloads of information. And then I make a list on the right side of my page of like names I picked up, events, people, whatever the case may be. And then I kind of reconnect it while as I'm drawing during the reading. So you may hear, but since I didn't meditate right now, since we're doing this on the fly, I'm not going to meditate. So, um, you may hear my pen because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to try to see what I can just pick up on the fly here. I've only done this like twice ever. Last year I was asked to do this on a live and Instagram live and pick up. Oh, on the no. fly. And I was so nervous because I was like, Oh God, I've never done this. Like pick up on the fly. And I actually was fine. So um, anyway, all right, let's see. Or let me try to meditate for maybe like 10 seconds here. Yes, yes, go ahead. Go ahead. Bear with me guys. <laughs> <laughs> do this on the fly here so let's see who has an l name female energy an l name oh hold on what is this sometimes it's trying to tap into a brother here There was something that came through with an L and also something with an R. An R? Um, yeah. My grandpa's name starts with an R. Okay. And I'm trying to make out what this wrote here. Sometimes my pen will write out stuff and I can't make out what it is. Um, huh. What is this? An E? E. E. I'm trying to make out what this is. E. S. Um, hmm. let's see. Oh. Okay, interesting. Um, 
Do you know where your mom's, uh, and for the listeners too, if it seems like I'm jumping around a little bit, it's just like I'm getting a download of information right now, that's why. And what I do is I connect it all by the end of the reading, but my readings are two hours, so <laughs> we're not going to do that today. But um, so I connect it all by the end of the reading, so that way it makes more sense. And then I connect it to like what blockages um, you may have and how it became blocked um, and how to clear it from there due to what I picked up, if that makes sense. Um, but really quickly, um, your mom her relationship with her dad there's something coming through with her dad oh my gosh are you serious i've i've always wanted this like what this is kind of my hope wanted what like if i were ever to do something this like to connect to my mom's dad yeah yeah he's coming through pretty strongly actually um <laughs> yeah um let's see Something with long keeps coming through. Um, um, did you never meet him, or? So he passed away when I was really young, and what happened was he came from a trip, and he came to our house, and then the next day he passed away. Wow! Oh my gosh! I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. I'm so so sorry. Um. Yeah, he's definitely one of your angels and spirit guides for sure. Oh, that's um, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super cool. Um, do you see 777 at all ever? Yeah. Okay. You see it like every day or like how frequently do you see it? Um, pretty often. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's him communicating oh, the messages. That's so cool. Yeah. I feel like sometimes I don't even realize it that I'm like talking to him. What do you mean exactly? Like, I'll just like, just like have thoughts in my head of like things as in, it just feels like as if I'm like sharing it with him. Oh, that's super cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's communicating with you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's probably um, your clear audience that's developing too. I think a lot of times when people's clear audience starts to develop, they think that they're going crazy and they're not. It's just, mm -hmm. um, it's your clear audience, which means you can start to hear messages. Um, and that sounds like, what it is with you um so yeah he's definitely been communicating with you and trying to get in contact with you more as well um okay so i wrote that down um but i think this is a good stopping place so that way we can pick up during your reading um and go from there yeah that was really cool thank you i, I really appreciate okay. hearing that yeah yeah of course um and, and again for the listeners um my sessions are two hours, so I, I have, like, a huge download of information that comes through. And at first, it does seem a little bit random, which I usually preface and tell each client that at the beginning. So I always say, you know, if it seems random, don't worry. We're going to connect it, make sense of all the messages at the end, uh, because the beginning is just, like, one huge download. Um, so, yeah, but I'm glad I was able to do that for you. <laughs> Not bad for doing on the fly. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Um, so a uh, question for you that is steering away from all this kind of stuff. So I like to do a little segment on what is the culture in your life. So what kind of stuff are you into right now? Like, do you have, like, music that you like? Are you listening to any podcasts? Do you read any books, any TV shows? 
let's see. I music that I like. I love. I don't know how to pronounce his name, and please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Khalid. Khalid. Yes. Yeah. Khalid. Yeah. Yeah. Khalid. I don't know. Khalid. <laughs> yeah, you got it, Khalid. Yeah, yeah. Please forgive me if I'm wrong there, but I love Khalid. Um, I love. You know, it's really interesting. I always. Um, before I became like really spiritual, I always listened to like a ton of EDM type music, electronic dance music and like techno and all that. And then I kind of just like grew out of that a little bit. And now I listen to more, you know, what's really interesting. And I never liked her until this year. Uh, Camila Cabello, I've been listening to recently. Her new album's really good. And, you know, before I never liked her music because I always thought that her voice sounded really nasally. <laughs> what you say? Um, and so, but now, I don't know. I just, I love her new album. I love Selena Gomez's new album that's out uh, called Rare. That's really good. So I've been listening to those three lately a lot. Uh, as far as podcasts go, I love Ashley Graham's podcast. Yes, um, I love it too. What's the name of it? I forgot the name pretty of it. Pretty big deal, I think. Yes, pretty yeah. big deal. My dream is to someday be on there. I'll manifest it. <laughs> I believe it. Uh, yeah, so for the listeners. She's so cool. I yeah, she's so cool. <laughs> she's so like down to earth and humble and just sweet. And um, I love her voice. And I love the conversations that she has with each of her guests. They're just so raw and authentic and genuine. I just, I love her podcast. Um, really, it's like, uh, her podcast and is really like the main one that I listen to right now. Um, and then any TV shows, um, you on Netflix. <laughs> did you finish it? I did. Yeah. Really? I've seen all of season one and all of season two. And you know, I usually hate, uh, probably shouldn't say hate. That's a pretty strong word, but I usually dislike, um, scripted shows it's just I don't know it's just never been my thing really but for some reason I'm addicted to you it's just so good and for the listeners it's just like I I don't know just like every actor that they have on there and the way it's produced it's just oh it's flawless and I literally laid in bed all day I was sick actually on Christmas Eve and so I binge watched all of season two from start to finish (laughs) Yeah, I was like, um, I think it's like the second to last episode or before that. I'm like, where is this going? And then I was like, oh. <laughs> Wait, are you on season one or season two? I finished season two. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah. It's so good. So, so good. So oh, good. Yeah. 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 yeah, and I love, love the, the girl. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, oh, I love her. So. <laughs> so, yeah. Are you reading any books right now? Uh, any books? Not right. Well, actually, I am. Um, I can't remember the name of it. It's on my nightstand. I can't see it from here, but um, I can't remember the name of it, but I know it's, it has to do with uh, like chakra meditation work with regards to Reiki and kind of understanding that on a little bit of a deeper level. But Ooh. books I read in the past that I really like are Eckhart Tolle, The yes. Power for Now. Yeah, yes. that's amazing. Uh, Mastin Kip, Claim Your Power for this yeah. He is. He is so amazing. He's a trauma-informed life coach, and he's just oh phenomenal. And he does a lot of free like webinars online and stuff as well. He's just he's so amazing. Yeah. No, those are like two really good, good people to be reading up on. They're really yeah. good. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming. I'm happy that I got to learn more about what you do. I think it's a really cool, um, a really cool approach 
to this kind of work. And I think what like you laid it out really well, you kind of have to figure out your foundation and build that before you can focus on the future things. I think we want to just know so much about our future and just really just grasp that fear of unknown. But it's like, no, let's just let's scale it back a bit. Let's talk about what's going on in the past and now and then can work on your future because the future is essentially there for you the way that it should be. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And everything really does happen for a reason. Um, it really, truly does. Um, and even to like it for the listeners, if you guys have ever had readings done in the past or for those of you who have, and you know, if the person predicted something was going to happen and it ended up not happening the way that they predicted it, sometimes that's because maybe your soul's path or alignment has changed by then. Um, and really everything is divinely guided by the universe. There's no such thing as coincidence. It's all happening the way it's supposed to and being guided hundred percent by the universe the way it's supposed to. So, you know, if you went through like a spiritual awakening after you had the reading done with someone, then the outcome can, you know, turn out differently sometimes if that makes sense. So, yes, I hundred percent agree. So where can we find you online? Uh, my Instagram handle is at Kelsey Crystal underscore. So it's K-E-L-S-E-Y Crystal C-R-Y-S-T-A-L underscore. Um, and then my website is just www.kelseycrystal.com. And then I have a Facebook business page, which is just Kelsey Crystal. Um, and for the listeners, Crystal is my middle name. <laughs> but I think sometimes people assume I own like a crystal business. And I'm like, no, it's just my middle name. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for coming. I really appreciate it. And thanks to everyone for listening. If you get a chance, please take a look at my Instagram as well, at Young Culture Podcast. And we will talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And have a wonderful evening. <laughs>